Happy Super Bowl Sunday, and welcome to the Tiny and Craig Show. I'm Craig. Tiny's to my right. Tiny, what do you think about Super Bowl Sunday? It's one of the best days of the year when the Giants are in it. It's still a great day today, but it's not as exciting as maybe the first day of March Madness. Week one, in my opinion. So that was my next question. What, what do you think is the best week of football of the year? The best week to me is either week one, because we've waited so long for football to be back. As soon as tonight's game ends, I'll be ready for next season. And then maybe week 14, 15, when things are starting to shape up, the Giants, you know, still in it. So I'd say the best week of football is the new wild card format. I think there's three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. It's playoff football, but you still get six games. I, think I love you still the get new format. You still get six games. It's playoff football, but my favorite week has to be week one. You wait so long for Scott Hansen in NFL Red Zone, and it finally comes back. Your fantasy teams are back. Everything is back. Week one has to be my favorite, but I'll tell you what's not my favorite, watching this Duke team play right now. What do you think about Duke-UNC? No defense. Too many turnovers at home. A competitive game, which is nice to see. Against a team that's also not living up to their normal hype in North Carolina. Always sucks to lose to UNC. Um, I still have faith in the Dukies, but that was not a good look for our uh, tournament hopes. And we'll get to this a little bit later, but our step up to the plate. I said they would make the tournament. You said they would go to the Elite Eight. And we may be seeing Duke in the NIT. Maybe they'll go to the Elite Eight in the NIT. But – we can talk about how good Duke is or how good UNC is. There's no debating how good Aaron Donald is. He wins his third defensive player of the year, and he's only the third player to do that. What do you think about Aaron Donald and how good he is? He's a difference maker on defense. I feel like you can have either nine or ten great players to make a great defense, or you can have two of the best. And I'm not saying the other Rams nine players besides Ramsey and Donald aren't any good, but he alone is a difference maker. And I don't know if you saw, but J.J. Watt was a little upset that T.J. Watt didn't get the Defensive Player of the Year. And T.J. Watt did lead in like six out of the seven major categories. However, T.J. Watt was double teamed 28% of the time this year. Aaron Donald was double teamed 68% of the time this year. Does J.J. have any, you know, back to what he's saying or – well, is does. Aaron Donald the clear-cut defensive player of the year? To me, it should have been Aaron Donald. Um, but you could absolutely make a case for T.J. Watt. And, of course, J.J.'s going to defend his brother. He has those stats to back him up. Um, but you look at the eye test, which is just as important as any stat. And you're right. Double-teamed, what do you say, 60, 68% of the that's time. That's insane. To still put up the numbers he did. Double teamed more than double the time T.J. was. T.J.'s fantastic. And a lot of the categories, too. Aaron Donald was only one or two back of yeah. TJ and being double teamed twice as much, even more than twice as much. Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is absolutely the defensive player of the year. He's a one-of-a-kind generational defensive talent. Um, but you could absolutely make the case for TJ Watt, and I don't blame JJ for doing it. And he said there was no disrespect to Aaron Donald. Yep, he's, he, knows, he thinks that Aaron Donald is a sure first ballot Hall of Famer. He was super respectful for it, but I don't blame him for backing up his brother. But JJ Watt... He's got some things to figure out on the Texans. But T.J. Watt with the Steelers, hand on with the Rams, I think they start to get things going. 
But one team I can't figure out is the Eagles. And the Bears and Colts are really in on the Eagles, on Carson Wentz. Would you give up a number one? Because that's the talk that they're look. They want a package that was sent like Stafford. They're not getting that. No, they're not getting two first and a player and all that. But do you think that they get a first? I wouldn't give a first. I think Wentz is dog water. I think Jalen Hurts is better than he is. I've heard. Now this could just be Twitter rumors that there could be a Bears trade that involves Foles. I did. I saw it was like a first. Tariq Cohen and Foles. I like Foles better than I like Wentz. Um, I'm also a Giants fan, so take that with a grain of salt. But I don't think Carson Wentz is worth a first-round pick. I don't think he's that good. I think he can still be serviceable to some team who's not contending for a Super Bowl. But if you can get a first for him, Philadelphia, hats off to you. And with his contract, I mean, I think he does have some good talent still there. He was an MVP candidate in 2017 and 2018. He's got talent, but with that contract and how bad he looked last year, I don't know if I would give up a first, but that is what the the NFL is now. Quarterbacks, you know, they're hard to find, and teams are willing to take chances on them. So I wouldn't give up a first personally, but I do think that whoever gets him has to give up a first, and I believe that's going to be either the Bears or the Colts. The Colts yep. How much better do the Bears get? with Wentz over Trubisky. They get better. Trubisky, I've been pulling for him. I don't have anything against him, but he's just – he's proved time and time again he can't get it done. Um, and there was a while there, the Bears, that they looked like they were – they still might be a quarterback away. Um, that time might have passed, and Allen Robinson's on the move more, more than likely. They get better. They're not better than the Packers – if the Vikings can figure out their defense, they're not they're not better than the Vikings, even with Wentz. Um, but it's worth trying. I mean, what else do you have to lose if you're the Chicago Bears? And here's why I think the Bears will do the trade. Because Carson Wentz could lose you more games than Trubisky could because I think he's going to take chances. He makes some mistakes that Trubisky just won't make. He's more of a passer. So more interceptions could happen. But the reason why they're going to make the trade, or I think they are going to make a decent offer at it, is because I think Wentz wins you more games than Trubisky can. I think being a better passer, especially with Allen Robinson, I think Allen Robinson is super underrated. Whether he stays or not, I mean, if he stays and Carson Wentz is there, I do think that Wentz has a higher upside. Obviously, he has a lower floor, too, with the mistakes he can make. But... I do think the Bears take a chance on him. Who do you think is the best fit for the Eagles out of those four, if you want to throw in Trubisky? I don't know. He's not going to Philadelphia, but I think it's Jalen Hurts. I think it's Jalen Hurts, too. I think that they look like a – I don't know. They look like a college type of offense. And with Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's rushing for 100 yards. But, yeah, I think he's still a better passer than Lamar or could be. Um, Yeah, I don't – I have no faith in Lamar. Everybody knows that. I think so Jay, I, agree. I, I think Jalen Hurts is the the best option for them right now. I think they're a young team. They have a new coach, so I think a young quarterback is the best way to go for them right now. With Trubisky, just they're not going to trade for him. They don't want him. That team might go zero and sixteen <laughs> for the Eagles. If they had Trubisky, well, the thing about the getting Trubisky there too is, do you think Trubisky is that much better than Jalen Hurts? 
Do I think Trubisky's better than Jalen yes. Hurts? I don't know. Okay, so here's the thing though: you're gonna pay Jalen Hurts his four million or five million salary, or you're gonna pay Trubisky, who you don't even think is better, fifteen twenty million. I'm just saying that's how bad I think the Eagles are, without having a playmaker like Jalen Hurts. But speaking of the Eagles, they came in fourth last year in the division. And in recent years, a lot of teams have – at least one team for most years has gone from fourth in their division to first. The teams that are in fourth place, the Jets, the Broncos, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Eagles, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Niners. What team in your mind has the best chance to go from fourth to first? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. You got Houston as a dumpster fire. That they become irrelevant. I don't know what I don't know what the Colts are gonna look like. I don't know. And I think the Jags, again, they are set up for success. Maybe not this year, but I still think they can get it done. Scrap out a division win at nine and seven, like teams do every single season. Get into that four seed that then gets blown out by the five seed because they're that much better. And, like, you know, in that division, we don't – Deshaun Watson says he's not playing for them. They said he's not trading to him. So, if he's not there, especially I think the Texans are awful. The Colts, I think, are a very good team. But yep. if they don't get the right man at quarterback, then you're right. They could be an 8-8, eight 9-7, and 10-6, eight, anywhere in that type of team. And the Titans are a good team. But I could see them losing games they probably shouldn't lose. So – Jacksonville, out of all those teams, seems like one of the top three. I'm going to go to the Niners because I truth I don't know, and I know I blow a lot of smoke on this. I want the whole Kirk Cousins to San Fran thing, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to happen. No. But I do think that Jimmy G won't be the quarterback there. I agree. So I'm not saying that Kirk will be the guy. I'm not saying anyone in particular will be. But I'm thinking whoever they get is going to be an upgrade from Jimmy G. You know what would be amazing, and I've done it as a step up to the plate, that Jimmy G's going back to New England? Or maybe it wasn't stepping up to the plate, but I've said it on yeah, the Yeah, so you it's on step up to the plate. Okay. Bill Belichick brings Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl against the Bucs next year. I don't want to see that, and Pats fans are like, water's coming out of their mouth over it because they want to see that Super Bowl. But how amazing would it be if Bill Belichick took Jimmy G, who he traded away, uh, Brady's understudy, and then beat him with him. The Pats are terrible. I know, but that would just be amazing. It would be, but the Pats are terrible. Okay, they got a lot of cap space. And I'm actually going to get to the Patriots in a second. I didn't write this down today, but I, I want to bring this up. <laughs> but before we do that, the Niners, they lost so many guys on defense. Like There was a point where they showed it on TV, and then they had to go to another screen because they had so many guys out. Kittle coming back, and all you kind of played at the end of the year. Brandon Ayuk being in his second year. Jimmy G was hurt. Jimmy G, I mean, if you get a healthy quarterback, I mean, even if it's Jimmy G, they have a chance to be better. I mean, obviously a lot better, but I think they're going to get somebody else in there. But you made a good point about the Pats. I think the Pats are trash. Well, they are right now. Offensively, I guess I should say. Because defensively, it doesn't matter who with they have Gilmore and Jackson, and some, they have some good defensive players. I'll Belichick's give it to them. Good. And they have some guys – who are coming back from um, opting out. But their offensive weapons are terrible. Cam Newton is not the answer. you got to find a quarterback at 15. Bill's kind of stubborn about it. 
not he's not willing to give up that first round pick for like a Stafford or somebody. Um, but th- this this narrative of Brady is still a Patriot. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. The Pats fans this year who have left the Pats fan base and have become a Tom Brady slash Bucks fan is unacceptable. Okay. I agree. There, are, We looked up today. There's four teams who have never made it to a Super Bowl. There are teams who have never won a Super Bowl, and the Vikings are one of them, and I'm a huge Vikings fan. To win six Super Bowls, and for some people, they've won them in their 20 years of being alive. Right. And then to just abandon your team, it can't happen. It's one thing. My dad tried to raise this point to me the other day, that if Eli had not retired and had gone somewhere like Jacksonville, wouldn't I have rooted for him? I would have wanted him to succeed. But it's also the way Eli went out. Eli just wasn't performing well. You know, it would have been on his own volition. It would have been respectful, mutual. Brady just kind of left. And these so-called Pats fans were rooting for the Bucks since week one. Because yeah. they just picked that. They just like, Brady has a better chance this year than the Pats do. Once he got to the playoffs, if I had seen them rooting so hard for the Pats week in and week out, even if they weren't that, you know, in contention or that good, which I'm a Giants fan, I know what that's all about. It would have been one thing. But they, they've been diehard Bucks fans all season. And, you know, I make this point, and it's a little bit different because it's not a quarterback. It's not the most popular position in football. But, like, Stephon Diggs goes to Buffalo. And I'll be honest, I would have loved to have seen Stephon Diggs go on and win a Super Bowl. But, really, what I was rooting for him this year was to have good success. And he had a great year. He's probably one of the best wide receivers, you know, top three, top five. But I didn't get a half Vikings, half Bills jersey of Stephon Diggs. This half Patriots, half Bucks jersey thing is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Brady left because he didn't want to be a Pat anymore. He left you guys. He got you six Super Bowls. Enjoy it. But there's this narrative in sports where people are more in love with their players than than their teams now. That's not how it should be. It shouldn't be equal. That's my biggest thing. It shouldn't. From week one, it was equal or more rooting for the Bucs than the Pats because you thought they had a better chance. That's bandwagoning by definition. And – 100% 100% bandwagoning. And these people who are like, oh, I'm not watching the past day, but I've got to be home at 425 for the Bucks game. No. Okay, I'll tell you about this. I was in Maine one time, and I went to Chipotle. Okay? Went to Chipotle. There's this chick wearing a Pat shirt. Pat's jersey, whatever. I show up in all my Viking stuff. I got the hat on, the jersey, the shorts. Yeah, got it all. And she looks at me, and she goes, the Vikings are bad. And I look at her. And I was like, do you even know, like, who the Pats are playing today or whatever? She just wanted her 87-cent coffee at Dunkin' when the Pats win, okay? That's not a fan. Okay, it's no. not a fan. I, I bet you all, all those Pats fans who have switched over to the box, I could ask them to name me 10 players on the Patriots, and I don't even know if they, a lot of people would come close. And that's just not being a fan. I've watched the Giants be god-awful. There was not a moment I wanted to miss Giants football, whether we're two and thirteen in the last week, whether I want them to, you know, lose in a sense for a better draft pick. Still trying hard. Well, that's still thinking about the team, though. At the Eagles, yes, trying hard. That's an at for you, Philadelphia. But I wasn't going to miss it, and I was a Giants fan through and through that day, no matter what. I wasn't like, oh, let's pick this team. Let's just be Chiefs fans now. No, 
It, ridiculous. I, I can't stand it. And, and it's and, hard to pick against Brady. But for that reason alone, and, and it's more present because we live in New England, but I'm rooting for the Chiefs today. And for the New England, like I think that 100%, I think Brady had more to do with the six Super Bowls than Bill did. But Bill is still a good coach. Mm-hmm. And for people already calling for his heads and saying, oh, Bill's going to be fired next year if he doesn't do well, whatever. Okay, there are coaches who go five years without making the playoffs and they keep their job because they're building something. They're getting better. Bill just lost his starting his quarterback for 20 years. The go Got handed Cam Newton with no receivers and about nine to ten players opting out. Yeah. You tell me if you would have done better than, what, they get seven and nine or whatever? Yeah. No, they wouldn't have. No. So the Patriots fans need to relax. And I'll tell you what. In two to three years when, you know, if Brady retires then, two to three years, whatever, these people all better still be Bucks fans. Because I'll tell you what, if somehow Deshaun Watson went back to the went to the Patriots in two to three years and they're winning a Super Bowl, and I see all these people going, oh, I love the Pats. We have seven now. No. So you can't go back and forth. And I know that's what's going to happen. No, oh, yeah. And there's, there's no faith to these teams, and it's ridiculous. Pats fans are delusional. It's ridiculous. But they do have some players in the Super Bowl today. So let's get to the Super Bowl talk. But before we get there, the Super Bowl is weird. They got props and the Super Bowl parties and the squares and the pickums and the betting and everything. But what's, your, what's the best Super Bowl food? I'd say like nachos and then kind of like finger foods that you can just go up and grab on a platter, you know, chips and salsa, fries, just anything that you can go up and keep grabbing at, munching at. That, that's what makes a great Super Bowl party, great Super Bowl food. And, you know, I, I love nachos, but the most popular and probably the best fan favorite is is wings, I think. Yeah. You can do a lot with wings. You can make a, you know, wings are pretty simple, but you can do a bunch of different flavors. So I really like nachos, too. We're going to have some nachos later on. Excellent. But wings are up there. But you know what's also up there, Tiny? And it's underrated. Halftime chocolate chip cookies. Oh, underrated. There is nothing like a good halftime chocolate chip cookie. But what is the best Super Bowl prop? I think the best prop is heads, tails, the coin flip. Just because no one cares about the coin flip any other game. No one really cares about it today other than the fact that people put money on it on a 50-50 chance. Mm-hmm. And Some people game, putting over $30,000 on it. Before the game even starts, you, you, people are glued. You, you want to see who gets the ball first or what they do? You want to see which side it lands on. Yes. You're waiting for the ref to say it is heads or it is tails. That you're excited before kickoff even happens. I think, in my mind, I think it's a cool Super Bowl prop. Might not be the best, but it's a, it's a pretty cool one. Is what color the Gatorade will be at the end of the game? And did you know over about 33 percent of the time it's orange? I think that's maybe one of the most popular flavors amongst NFL players. That's the only reason I can think of that it'd be orange. Yeah, about 33 percent of the time it's orange. Like today, you'd, if, you'd think it'd be red for the Chiefs, like if you're just thinking very simple. Mm-hmm. But then again, red's not the most popular flavor that players are drinking out of no, and everything like no. that. So it, 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 it's interesting. Now let's get to the game, though. And we're going to get to who wins in a second, but I want to know spread first. Chiefs minus 3.5 or Bucks plus 3.5? Who do you have? The This is tough. I, I – because I'm rooting so hard for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win by three, which would not cover that three-and-a-half spread. 
So with my head, it's Bucks plus three and a half, but the Chiefs do win by three. And I haven't decided. I'm after deciding about three seconds who I'm picking straight up, but I am leaning towards the Bucks. So I am going to say the Bucks plus three and a half. Uh, I do think the Bucks at least keep it close, and maybe if they are losing, they get a last second score to make it within three. But I do think that they keep it within a field goal game. <clears throat> and Tiny, let's get to picking the Super Bowl straight up. But we bring in Storm Gypsum to help us with some of the Super Bowl predictions and X factors. Storm, I'll start with you. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl, Chiefs or Bucks? Chiefs, 100%. I am a diehard Giants fan, but everyone who knows me knows I like the Chiefs a lot. Their success is not my success in my head, but the way they play offense and just being a football fan and how good they are at football, I really like the Chiefs to win against any team. That success comment is at you Patriots fans. The Chiefs' success is not his success, kind of like the Giants would be. But, you know, we we've, we've, we've beat that like a dead horse. So. Now, nah, Tiny, who do you pick? Chiefs. I'm, I agree with Storm. And as a football fan, I can't say I'm not biased in any way because, again, I, I don't want to see Brady win a seventh. But they, they're just so amazing to watch. Even if they weren't as good as they are and they were just average – just the way they play. It's exciting to watch. Patrick Mahomes, before it's all said and done, will be the greatest quarterback of all time. And we're watching history in the making. Wow. So Brady could win his seventh today. And you're saying Patrick Mahomes, who could win his second, will someday be the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Now, you're both Giants fans. <clears throat> yep. Proud of that. I was too. listening to Saquon Barkley a little while ago. Oh, love Saquon. And he told me, you never bet against Brady. So I am taking the box today. For Brady to win his seventh Super Bowl. The smartest thing you've ever done is listen to a Giants player. Or now, I do think that is going to be a high-scoring game, two power offenses. Storm, the over-under is at 56. Are you going over-under with that? I want everyone listening to this. It's sad because you're going to listen after it, but I would tell everyone right now, take your life savings and put it on the under. This game is going under 100%. I will put everything on that after extensive research, just being a football fan, getting ready for the game. This game is going under. There is no doubt in my mind this game will not go under. <laughs> Do not put your life saying take everything you have. I am so everything glad that you, you will not hear this until after the Super Bowl. When you play this back, when you listen to this, you're like, I didn't think so, but that was genius. This game is going under. There is no doubt in my mind. Tyler. We strongly advise taking your life savings and throwing it on any sports bet. Never mind the under with these offenses. I do think both defenses are underrated in the sense that people think about how fantastic the offenses are. So I do think there's going to be, you know, a good amount of stops, maybe another three picks from Brady. <laughs> but the offenses are so good that all of a sudden – they go three plays down the field in a minute and score a touchdown. So I, I do think it hits the over. Um, but I think it's a steady climb to that over. I don't think it hits, you know, first half. I don't think it's ridiculous, but the over is going to hit in my opinion. I picked the over – or I picked the under one time in my life, and I lost. I swore to myself I would never, ever, ever pick it again. But both of these defenses are very good. Tom Brady is throwing some – 
interceptions lately. But I, I can't do it. I told myself I would never pick the under, so I can't. Right, there we go. I'm hitting the over, and I'm telling you all the over is going to happen, over 56. But for the over or the under th- to happen, and for the Chiefs, Bucks, whoever we pick to win, who's the biggest X factor in your mind, Storm? <clears throat> the best pure football player on the field, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey will be the biggest X factor. And – he doesn't have to have 95 yards to be the biggest X factor. He'll make a block when he needs to. He'll do anything he needs to do, and you'll see that he will be a massive piece in the Chiefs winning their second Super Bowl in a row. I do think that Travis Kelsey is going to play a big part. Tiny, who's your biggest X factor? So I picked last week in stepping up to the plate, 100 yards, two touchdowns for Kelsey. And I think he does that with all the attention being on him and Tyreek. So my X factor is the other Chiefs weapons. They have to, you know, they can't get shut down because if you put four of your defenders to take care of Kelsey and Hill on, you know, two-thirds of plays, those other guys have to get open. Your line has to block for your running backs. So my X factors are the moment not getting too big for the other receivers and for the running game for the Chiefs. My biggest X factor is Mike Evans. And the reason I say Mike Evans is because I think Chris Godwin is a very solid receiver, but I don't think he's the best deep threat. I think that Antonio Brown is solid. He runs good screens. He's very quick. I think Gronk, you know, he'll catch a 20 to 30 yard play, but Mike Evans, I think really extends the field and for the Bucs to win this, they need to get momentum on their side and they need Mike Evans to make some big time plays and I think he does that today can I have a second x-factor you can have a second x-factor I think Daryl Williams the Chiefs running back is another x-factor that no one is thinking about except for Andy Reid I think the Chiefs will be up at some point and the goal is to run the ball when that happens and I think he trusts Daryl Williams more than he does Clyde in this situation And he might trust him, I think, more than Le'Veon Bell. And so that is a great second X factor that we have not thought about. But to get thinking about something, and this is a way too early 2022 Super Bowl prediction, but Storm, 2022 Super Bowl, if you had to pick right now, who would it be? Just going off the top of my head, I'm going Chiefs no matter what. I don't care if they lose this game by 50. I don't care if. Patrick Mahomes tears his ACL. The Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl next year because that's how good Andy Reid is and his other weapons. The NFC is a lot harder. My prediction, I'd obviously want it to be the Giants. I don't see it happening, sadly. Is between two teams from the same division. The Rams and the Niners strictly based on defense and good coaching. I think they have both of those, and that is what makes a championship team. If you had to lean towards one team, would you lean more towards the Rams or the Niners right now? The Rams, just based on Stafford being better than Garoppolo. I've said it. They they needed a quarterback that wasn't Jared Goff. They have everything else. So I, I agree with Storm. Especially with Akers coming into his second year. Absolutely. And then – there's no way Ramsey and Donald decline enough for it to make a difference. Again, we every year I do a 
you, you predict the playoffs before it even starts. You know, once the playoffs are set, matchups are set, wildcard weekend. Um, you guys have played that as well. If the Giants are in it, 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 I have to take them. So don't let the Giants get in the playoffs. We've seen what happens when they do. I'm also taking the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm also taking them to lose to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because they are that good. I've said I said it like five minutes ago. We are watching greatness. We watched greatness with Brady for t- for twenty years. We're, we're now watching Mahomes greatness for twenty years. And it's gonna be a clean sweep in the NFC because I mean I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> I think that Matthew Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff. His salary allows them to go maybe get another wide receiver. Could you imagine? I mean, there was talk that they they want to get Allen Robinson. Could you imagine if they got Allen Robinson on that team? That defense is loaded. But I got I to gotta give our viewers something else. So instead of the Chiefs, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think they're the next team that's right there. I think that Josh Allen is making improvements. Brian D- uh, Dable doesn't look like he's going to leave, so he's going to have another year with Allen. I think Diggs gets better. I think a major thing for them in the offseason is a run game. So I think they might go draft a running back or sign a free agent or maybe just get Devin Singletary or Zach Moss more involved. But I do think that the Bills have the best chance to overtake the Chiefs next year. But I'd be shocked if it's Mahomes. Not at all. But time. Step up to the plate. And let's let's see what we had come off the board. And... Tiny, you had – you were 0 for 3. Yep. I was 1 for 5. Well, remind everyone of what we have today, what we made last week, because we did make some Super Bowl predictions already. Yep. I had Mike Evans 100 yards or more and a touchdown, or more than one touchdown, at least a touchdown. The closing over under for the Super Bowl, I said the over, which is 56. It's a Duke basketball mix for tournament. I don't know. I said one more NFL head coaching job will open before week one next season. Which is still wild. You said Travis Kelsey 100 yards at least and at least two touchdowns. Yep. Aaron Rodgers not MVP. That did not happen. So you're going to drop to 0 for 4. You said Duke basketball makes an elite appearance. <laughs> we probably should take it off, but we'll leave it for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither Gonzaga or Baylor make the title game. So, Tiny, you were 0 for 4. I am one for five, sitting at 200, and you have an average of zero. I'll let you start, then I'll bring it to me, and then we'll go to Storm because we're gonna we're gonna start getting listeners involved. We're gonna get Love we're gonna it. start putting phone calls in, and all the listeners will go under the same um, average. So all the listeners kind of have to work together. Okay, I like that. Tony, what's your first time up to the plate? This is probably just a single, maybe a double, just because of how involved he's been. But today we are going to witness one of the biggest Gronk spikes you've ever seen. So it's just that Gronk scores a touchdown, which ha- does not happen of late. He's Like you said at the beginning, I'm not just a blocker, but over the season he has become, quite frankly, block first tight end. So you said Gronk will score a touchdown today. And he has to spike it. And I'm going to start with a single. I'm going to start and keep it very straightforward. I think the Bucks cover the spread today. So I say the Bucks cover plus three and a half today, and I'm just – Trying to get a hit, Bucks cover plus three and a half. Storm, what's your first step up to the plate? How many of these do we get? Four. four. You get four of them. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to start with the opposite and go Chiefs cover the spread. Chiefs cover the spread. So Storm says Chiefs cover the spread. I say Bucks cover the spread. And, Tiny, your first was? 
Gronk scores a touchdown. China, we'll come back to you. What do you have next? Patrick Mahomes throws for at least 360 yards today. Mahomes throws for at least 360 yards today. Mahomes throws for at least 360 yards today. All right. Keeping it with the Super Bowl theme, I'm going to say that the coin toss is heads today. I'm going to say that the coin toss is heads today. It gives me a 50-50 chance. It's probably yeah. better than a lot of my other chances. Storm, what's your second prediction? I think I'm going to keep all four of mine in the Super Bowl. Yep. And the next one I'm going to go to is the Gatorade color will be orange. It will be. That is a great, great step up to the plate prediction. We love Super Bowl props. So <clears throat> Gatorade color will be orange. Tiny? Your third prediction? It is tied at halftime. Wow. And the Chiefs win. That's a home run. That's a home run because you're calling a tied game at half and you're saying who the team's going to win. That's a home run. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing for the fence here. There we go. Tom Brady will throw for 400 yards, at least, at least 400 yards, and Mike Evans will have at least 170 yards and a touchdown. That is <laughs> Tom Brady will have 400 yards at least, and Mike Evans will have at least 170 yards in a touchdown. And I'm swinging for the fence. That's, oh. that's I'm going again, for a tape measure. That's shot. one of those that breaks Ted Williams' record. But I can tell you what, and this is going to come back around to me. I have one more prediction. That's not my craziest prediction yet. No, no. So, uh, so like I said earlier, the under will hit, and this may contradict that a little. But there will not be a single turnover in the Super Bowl. Wow. Not a single turnover. And you know what? It will be clean football through and through. There will be a drop pick somewhere. I guarantee it with those two quarterbacks playing. Devin White's going to hit someone hard. But the ball will not come loose. And the ball will not end up in the wrong person's hands. So, I just want to get this on the record. Are you saying, are you putting the under and no turnover together? Or are you just saying no turnover? I'm saying just no turnover. And you know what? I really think that's a home run. Yeah. Calling yeah, no fumble. turnover. Yeah. 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 That, I'm, I'm going to give that a home run. So Storm trying to get the listeners on the board. That's a good swing <clears throat> for the fence. Tiny, your fourth and final prediction on Super Bowl Sunday. I was going to do that there is exactly one turnover, but I'll, I'll let that go. And it was going to be a Brady interception. There is a return or defensive touchdown called back due to penalty today. Wow. So that's a home run it, it, because you're predicting two things. You're predicting that you're parlaying that there will be a defensive or special teams touchdown. Full disclosure. But then you're saying it's going to get called back. Full disclosure. It, it can be a touchdown with an illegal block in the back at the two yard line. That puts them at the two. Okay. So it doesn't mean it just goes back to the other team. Or it's a kick return that went all the way, and now they're back at the you know their own twenty. But there is a special teams or defensive touchdown that does not count as a touchdown because of penalty. Okay, all right, great wording there. I'm gonna go to my final prediction, and I got to bring out. I wrote this down. The highest scoring Super Bowl ever was Super Bowl 29, January 29th, 1995, and it was. The 49ers, 49, and the Chargers, 26. It was 75 points. You're not taking higher than that, are you? Today, the Super Bowl will be 76 points or more. 
that that not only does that contradict Storm's under prediction, contradicts it by beats 20 it points. by at least twenty points. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it's a home run. Yeah, I, I'll give you. A great plan. I'd give him everything. Yeah, <laughs> give him two hits for it. Storm. I am a guy who stands by what he says. The under will hit. The under will hit. I don't. I, it does. It's not crazy, but I'm gonna put it in my thing because that's how much I believe in it. The under will hit. And you guys may need a second, but because it is Super Bowl Sunday, because this is our last week of football of the year, we are gonna add one extra step up to the plate for everybody. So take a second if you need. One extra step up to the plate. And I'm going to make mine non-Super Bowl related. I'll go first so you guys have a second. I'm going to say that Carson Wentz does get traded to the Bears. I'm going to say Carson Wentz gets traded to the Bears. Tiny? Do I want to go wild? Yeah, I want to go wild. It, it just completely contradict what I was thinking for my fourth pick. The Bucks commit three turnovers or more. The Bucks commit. So they turn it over three times or they get three turnovers? Commit turnovers. Turn it over. So the Bucks will turn it over at least three times, three times or more. Okay. All right. And I'm going to call it a triple – only because I know they, they did it. They did it last week, and anything can happen. Storm, your final prediction, and the first predictions given by the listeners. I'm going to go a two-parter here. I'm going to start with the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Okay. And then I'm going to say, somewhere along the lines in the ceremony at the stadium, someone will drop the F-bomb. It could be Andy. That's so strange. It could so be random. Travis. I love it. I'm calling it a home run. It could yeah. be, it could be anyone. Home I run. think Travis Kelsey says, F it. I'm going to say it because I don't care we're that good. I think the Chiefs win, and someone with the Chiefs drops the F-bomb during the ceremony. It could be someone in the background. As long as it is heard, someone drops the F-bomb. You know what the biggest, I think, prop, like upset would be if they even made it? That no one says, where are you going? We're going to Disney World, but it is COVID season. I was thinking about that. That would today. be something. It's just random thought that just popped into my head, but that would be something. Now, speaking of random thoughts, Storm, Tiny, do you guys have anything else you would like to add on Super Bowl Sunday? It might happen. I could see <laughs> where are you going? Ah, oh, we're you know staying home. COVID. <laughs> like I could just see that being the new commercial <laughs> at the end. I could really see it. So, anything be else ready you would like that. to add? <clears throat> uh I think Aaron Donald deserved Defensive Player of the Year, 100%. I don't think there's even any question. I don't care if his stats were a little bit less. He's a defensive tackle going against an outside linebacker in that sense with barely less stats, getting double and triple teamed every play when T.J. Watt went against a single man almost every time. We talked about this earlier. 68% for Donald, at least double teamed. 28% for Watt. At least I don't know if you can take that into consideration and be a football fan and not just say that just proves Donald's better. He's a defensive tackle. That's crazy. I've got two last thoughts. Um, first, I wanted to give a shout out. I wasn't his biggest supporter because I just didn't think he was that good. 
I'm not going to get emotional with it, but congratulations to Alex Smith on Comeback Player of the Year. Yep, that's that a great story. That's an amazing story. And lastly, Andy Reid said it best last week. How about them Chiefs? And we'll see if we hear that again tonight. This was the Tyner and Craig Show. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Sunday, even with football done. We'll have a recap of the Super Bowl and everything coming at you. Storm, thank you for being the first listener on the show, um, giving us the first step up to the plate listen, and we'll see you next Sunday.